Lost and Damaged, the UN's COP27 Climate Summit. I'm Amy Goodman, host of Democracy Now! with Dennis Moynihan and our weekly Breaking the Sound Barrier podcast, broadcasting today from Sharm el-Sheikh, Egypt. The United Nations Climate Change Conference has convened here in Sharm el-Sheikh, Egypt. It's called COP27, the 27th Conference of Parties to the UN's Framework Convention on Climate Change, the UNFCCC, the ever-evolving, never-quite-fully-negotiated treaty that it is hoped will someday ensure all countries rapidly reduce greenhouse gas emissions to forestall catastrophic climate change. An estimated 30,000 people from around the world have descended on this Red Sea resort on the southern tip of the Sinai Peninsula. The summit is hosted by Egypt, a dictatorship propped up by billions of dollars annually in military aid from the United States. This has been dubbed the Africa Cup to highlight the continent's plight as one of the world's poorest regions already suffering dire impacts of the climate crisis. This is not an African Cup. Africa is not here. That's Nemo Bassi, renowned Nigerian environmentalist, speaking on the Democracy Now! News Hour. The poor people who are suffering floods, droughts, and all kinds of adverse situations, they're not here. They can't afford to get here. They wouldn't get accreditation. They can't afford the accommodation in this, this city that is most, mostly for tourists. Uh, it's a totally exclusive cup. I mean, the other courts were exclusive, but this is super exclusive. We're all cordoned into a peninsula, cut off from even the country in which we are supposed to be. Nemo Bassi called the UN climate process itself lost and damaged. While Bassi has been coming to the climate summits for many years, members of the growing youth climate movement joined more recently. Like Vanessa Nakate, she founded the first climate strike in Uganda. Fridays for Future grew out of a solo protest by teenager Greta Thunberg in front of the Swedish parliament in August 2018 and blossomed into a global movement involving more than 14 million young people. Students take a school day off to strike, typically on Friday, demanding that the older people in charge take urgent action on the climate emergency. In December 2019, at COP25 in Madrid, Spain, Vanessa Nakate described her early days as a climate striker in Kampala, Uganda. People found it very weird that uh, I was on the streets and uh, some of them threw some negative comments like I was wasting my time and the government will not listen to anything that I have to say, but I just kept going. One month later, at the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, Vanessa was photographed with Greta Thunberg and other youth activists. The Associated Press published an edited version of the photo, cropping Vanessa out of a group of five. The four remaining in the photo were white. The AP apologized and restored the image. Vanessa later wrote in her book, A Bigger Picture, My Fight to Bring a New African Voice to the Climate Crisis, quote, being cropped out of that photo changed me. I became bolder and more direct in how I talk about the climate crisis and racism, she said. Here at COP27, Vanessa said on Democracy Now! Apparently, we have more than 600 fossil fuel lobbyists at this COP. 
and yet so many communities and activists from the front lines of the climate crisis weren't able to make it here. There is a quote that I read recently that said, if you're going to discuss about malaria, do not invite the mosquitoes. So for me, it's a worry that we have over 600 fossil fuel lobbies in this place. It's a worry for our future. It's a worry for our planet. It's a worry for the people. This has been described as Africa's COP here in Northern Africa. Do you see this as Africa's COP? Well, um, many people, of course, are calling it an African COP, and it can only live up to that name if the climate crisis is addressed and if what is needed, what the communities from the African continent are demanding for, are fulfilled. And one of those things is the loss and damage finance facility. The climate crisis is pushing so many communities beyond adaptation. You cannot adapt to starvation. You can adapt to extinction. And that is what is happening right now. Loss and damage is affecting so many communities. So for me, what will make it an African COP is ensuring that there is an establishment of a loss and damage finance facility and also supporting a just transition to renewable energy while addressing the energy poverty on the African continent. The phrase loss and damage denotes the devastating climate impacts millions are already experiencing in poor frontline nations, those that have contributed the least to global warming. These developing countries are demanding that rich, historically high-polluting countries meet their pledges made at COP21 in Paris in 2015 to contribute $100 billion per year to a fund for mitigation and adaptation. Mitigation refers to investments that lower emissions, like building renewable energy installations and adaptation to building infrastructure and capacity to deal with the impacts of climate change. For example, building seawalls to cope with rising sea levels. To date, the world's wealthy countries have so far refused to pay for loss and damage, that is, to admit they've massively polluted the atmosphere with carbon dioxide, methane, and other greenhouse gases, in the case of the United States and most of Europe since the beginning of the Industrial Revolution, and thus must pay climate reparations for the impacts of their pollution. But those who have been fighting for a just climate transition aren't giving up hope. Hundreds packed into a people's plenary here as COP27 neared its close. Assad Raymond, lead spokesperson for the Climate Justice Coalition, offered his assessment of the entrenched fossil fuel interests as he rallied those gathered for the struggles ahead. The word they fear most, he said, solidarity. I'm Amy Goodman with Dennis Moynihan here in Sharm el-Sheikh at the UN Climate Summit.